Hey y'all, welcome or oh, welcome back. This is Talk Your Shit with Deja, where we drop the eye because not only can I talk my shit, but I want you to talk your shit too. Hope you all had a lovely weekend. You know, it was Easter for those of you who celebrate Easter. Happy belated Easter. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Um, but <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed your Easter and was able to celebrate with the kids and hide those Easter eggs and let them hunt them and, you know, dressed up nicely for church and everything. Uh, but because I record on a different day than Wednesday, that's kind of why I'm dressed this way. But, you know. I got to pretend like it's Wednesday. So <laughs> I'm dressed for Easter, but I'm saying it's Wednesday. But I hope you all had a wonderful Easter um, because we did. We definitely ate nicely and enjoyed family. Um, but yeah, so I'm back. It's week 23, baby. Um, and, you know, like I mentioned at the end of last week, we're going to be talking about, you know, how to not take things so personal. What Monica said, don't take it personal, baby, 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 baby. Don't take it personal Because it's just one of them days And for a lot of people it really do be just like one of them days Where a guy or a girl is going through When they angry inside They really don't want to take it out on you But it might come out like that, you know But don't, don't take it personal They just want to be all alone But you think they treat you wrong Just don't take it personal you know, Monica really said something in that song. And if you don't know that song, I'm going to need you to go check it out. It's called Don't Take It Personal by Monica. You know, you could, she she was speaking in that song. She was talking to a lot of y'all. I don't know if y'all was listening. I don't know if y'all was listening. Did it touch your spirit like it just touched mine? Thank you. But, <laughs> but yes, I want to talk about not taking things personally. I think sometimes... When we're talking with people and having these conversations with people, especially when it's things that are about us, you know, when it's people kind of critiquing the way in which we do things or they may be saying something about somebody else. But because maybe you have those thoughts in your head, you think they're talking about you or whatever the case may be, you tend to take it in. But a lot of times what I notice is that if you're taking something personally, Sometimes or majority of the times you're not even communicating to that person that they could have possibly, you know, made you feel some type of way or offended you or whatever the case may be. You usually hold it in. You feel some type of way. And now you probably passive aggressive. Y'all know. Plug, go check out the. Go check out the personality types, but you're probably being passive aggressive or, you know, aggressive or whatever the case may be to people. And they didn't even know that they offended you, but because maybe you have some deep seated insecurities or traumas or whatever the case may be, you took that shit to heart and really thought that they were talking about you. What they say, if the shoe don't fit, you must have quit. Like... Well, it's the, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. But if the shoe don't fit, if the glove don't fit, if the hat don't fit, you must acquit. Like if the shit don't, if it don't apply, I I heard this like saying, if it don't apply, let it fly. You know, like sometimes people really don't be talking about you. They don't even know you sometimes for you to think that they're talking about you, but because maybe you have something rooted inside that maybe aligns with what they're saying. 
you start to take that shit personally. And that was actually, you know, something that came up a lot with like Kevin Samuels is like a lot of people would get upset with him looking at his stuff, get offended by the stuff he might have been saying to this woman or that woman or whatever the case. And it's like, if it don't apply, let it fly. If he was insulting one woman because maybe she was, you know, being disrespectful to him, if he said that specifically to her, why are you offended that he said something about her? You know, like if it didn't apply to you, let it fly. But why are you offended that, you know, that like that didn't have nothing to do with you? Like, it's just like if you go go to the man's stuff to see his content, go there for the messaging, not for the extra. And whatever don't apply, let it fly. No person on this earth you're ever going to agree with 100%. And I think that's sometimes where we get it messed up that we're supposed to agree with everybody 100%. Baby, if we were all alike, this world would be boring as shit. That's that's what what makes it fun is we're all so different. You're not supposed to agree with 100% of everything. But it also shouldn't offend you if you don't agree with 100% of everything. Because... There's a whole bunch of different people on this earth. There's a whole bunch of different people that have the, probably the same alignment with you. So if that person doesn't align with your thought process or who you think you are or who you are or whatever the case may be, you find yourself in another, like find another person to align with. But don't take it personally and, you know, want to comment on his stuff. He wrong and or she wrong because she don't agree with you and all this other stuff like that shit didn't apply if it don't apply let it fly i have been really good with like all of this social media stuff because because i'm so young i'm 25 right so they would consider me this modern woman baby i'm not no modern woman but i would never go online and be like no y'all wrong because i don't do this and i don't do that and i don't do this and i like if it don't apply let it fly And if it ain't got shit to do with you, why are you taking it personally? A lot of the stuff they be saying, baby, it don't apply to me. So so it just go over my head. Like, because it's somebody experience, you know? Like, we have come online and tried to invalidate everybody's experience. And that's probably why everybody needs to, you know, be reassured or, you know, be get security from the internet because we have came online and literally invalidated everybody's experience as if people don't go through their own shit in their own life. If you're not a modern woman or if you're not a fuck boy, they wasn't talking to you. I promise you they was not talking to you. And I do think it sometimes can get confusing because a lot of these people online will be like, oh, all women or all men. And I really don't like that they say that because I do think that when you think about definitions, when you say, oh, this everybody. So, you know, if you do want to specify that it's a certain group of women or certain group of men say that but when you go to saying all women all men i can't understand how people get offended but again if it don't apply let it fly even if a bitch say all all modern women i'm not that modern woman so i don't get offended i just i just go to get what information i can get and i peace out but other than that, like, I don't get mad. I don't be upset. Like, I just be like, damn, what 
what people are y'all running into that y'all just think all these people, like everybody on this earth sucks. Like, who are y'all running into? Like that out of the 8 billion people on this earth, you keep running into the trash ass people. Like, what that say about you? I'm confused because, because like when you go online and everybody's like all men this, all women that. And I just be like, well, I, I never really came across those men or I'm not really that woman and I just be confused. So, so I'm like, maybe it's y'all. Maybe it's y'all that just keep coming across these people. But as the viewer, you know, don't take that stuff personally. If it's not anything pertaining to you, let it fly. If you notice that you're watching this stuff, though, and you continuously get triggered, maybe something is poking at you that you need to go inside and try to figure out what is it. Is there an insecurity there? Is there a fear there? Is there a trauma there? Is there, you know, any of these things there to why a person that you don't even know, that doesn't even know your story, them speaking about something pokes at you? Or even if it's people around you, when they're giving you critiques or whatever, and you're ready to combat them and no, that's not who I am. Cause y'all, I used to be that person. Like I, my ex, he probably is like, I wish you would have did this when we were together <laughs> or when we were com conversing with each other. But I was big on that day. Cause he always called me out on that, that tone thing. Like, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Though I believe that it is what you say and how you say it. I think you could communicate one message in 50 different ways. And it's going to give you a different feeling each time that you convey it. So it definitely is what you say and it's how you say it. But he used to get on my tone so much. And I used to be like, bro, like, that's just that's just me. Like, that's not really. Because in my opinion, I felt like I didn't do a lot. So if I did raise my tone, it was warranted. But, you know, in hindsight, it's not warranted. And the raising of my voice, uh, like, uh, what is it, alluded to that I felt like I wasn't being heard. And, you know, when you feel like somebody can't hear you and they be like, huh, you raise your voice and they be like, huh, you raise your voice again. When you don't feel like you're being heard, for me specifically, I raise my voice. So if we're in conflict and I feel like I'm saying the same shit over and over and over and over again, there gets to be a to a point where I go to yelling. But now I'm in a space where I don't want to yell at people. I don't want to have to yell to get my point across. If you don't get me the first time, I'm going to hang up in your face. I'm going to leave the conversation. I'm going to do something because I, I don't want to get to that space of yelling. It's It's a lot of energy and I still feel like you still don't hear me. So what's the point of yelling? But yes, I used to take a lot of stuff personally, like with him specifically. But I, I also have learned now, too, that if somebody has good intentions in your life or they're good people, whenever they give you constructive criticism or they say something that maybe hits a button inside of you, it's not that they're doing it on purpose. Something that you're doing is they're trying to help you to grow or evolve so that you can become a better person. Because if this person that knows and loves you and cares about you is calling you out on that, that means that you're probably doing it with, doing it with other people, but because they don't know you, love you, or care about you, 
they're not calling it out and they just getting the fuck away from you. So it's like, if somebody presents you with criticism, take it in and think about what they're saying to you before you just get defensive. Think about, you know, the the words that they're saying and, you know, how it made them feel and things of that nature because that person could be reflecting other people that have come into your life, but you pushed them away. The only thing is the people you pushed away, you don't know why you pushed away. And you may not ever get the the answers to how you push them away, but the people around you, they're trying to tell you, but, but because you may get defensive or you're not ready to change or whatever the case may be, you fight them on that and no, that's not who I am. And da 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 like, and it's like they love you. They're they care about you. Anything that they say to you is not to harm you. It should be to help you. And even if it is something that goes against who you feel you are, listen, take it into consideration. I've definitely worked on that. My tone of voice is getting a little bit better. I'm still passive aggressive every now and again, but my tone of voice is getting better. I actually am trying to get out of conflict. I'm trying to address a problem before it turns into a big conflict spat type of thing. So that taking stuff personally, I don't, I don't even really engage in it too much nowadays. Like, like I said, if it don't apply, let it fly. I be doing that. But y'all know I got a, a website for all of this. This is kind of just the intro or whatever. But y'all know I got a website. I got a website for everything because Google is amazing. <laughs> they should give me money because I be using them. They should give me money. Give me money. But no, I do have a website that I came across that actually talks about not taking things personally and what causes you to take things personally and things of that nature. Um, so I kind of just want to go through those things a little bit here with you all. And then we're going to go ahead and get y'all out because y'all can go rest or catch up on your other shows because it is Wednesday. And, you know, maybe your Monday and Tuesday shows then came out and you got to catch up on those. So we trying to get you out of here a little early or whatever. But, yes. So it says, what causes people to take, take things personally? It says, it's normal to care about what others think about us, but not to the point where it hinders us. The causes of why we take things personally stem from a variety of factors. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven factors that we're going to go over. So the first one is negative self-talk, which y'all know we talked about last year. You better start positively talking to yourself and stop paying. Talk to yourself nice. Because I do it all the time. Hey, beautiful. Hey, girl, I love you. <laughs> but yes negative self-talk so it says we might constantly tell ourselves we're not good enough or all or it's always our fault so in the face of ugly comments we'll easily believe negative things said about us i don't be believing it y'all <laughs> i y'all fight you ten toes <laughs> <laughs> but you know the crazy thing is is once I actually go to the side and think about it and ruminate on it I'm like yeah Dan was right 
And I probably should be like, yo, I'm sorry that we even had to have an argument about <laughs> about that. But I will go. I'm not going to agree with nobody. If you talking about me and in my heart, I feel like that's not who I am. Oh, baby, we fighting. Ten t- like, we fighting. We going back and forth. Well, we're not fighting physically. I don't fight, y'all. I'm too, I'm too girly to fight. <laughs> I'm too feminine to fight. But... I will go back, like, my mouth, we will go back and forth with, like, each other. If you tell me something that I don't believe I am, like, I know who I am. Now, can that be communicated not in the best way sometimes? Yeah, but then say that. But don't give me definitive statements about who the fuck you think I am, and I know who I am. But you can tell me, well, when you did this, it offended me, rather than saying, oh, you're this person. Because I'm going to be like, no, I'm not. And we're going to go back and forth. But if you come to me or even to somebody else, if you go to somebody and present, you know, when you did this, it made me feel this way. Instead of just saying you're you're condescending or you're you're rude or you're loud or you're this. Don't tell me who I am. Don't tell me who I am. You could say I have moments when I do this. or you have moments when you do that, but don't come to me with definitive statements like, you know me, I'm not a fan, unless you know me. And if you know me, still don't come to me with definitive statements about who you think I am, because I will go 10 toes. Well, no, not, not, not no more. I'm in the season of asking questions. So if somebody says, if somebody comes to me and be like, you know what, Dejanay, you're rude. I'd be like, so why do you think that? Like, what did I do that would make you think that I'm rude? And then we go into examples. And then I'd be like, okay, well, like, how does that, you know, equal to rude? You know, I try to get to the understanding of things because maybe it could have been tone of voice. Maybe it could have been the passive aggressiveness. Maybe it could have been whatever. So, you know, when it it comes to, like, that negative self-talk, if you don't fight with people, that means you believe it. And if you believe it we already done talked about it. you shouldn't believe that stuff because <laughs> if you don't cheer for you ain't nobody else gonna cheer for you so again you should be like me where well, you fight 10 toes <laughs> you stay on 10 toes and you're fighting against people like if somebody come to you be like like it's crazy because well okay i do understand when you know people outside the black community they be like i'm not racist because it is crazy when black people immediately assume somebody's racist because they may do this, that, that, and the third. Like, you don't know that person. It could be more so of just a prejudice or something like that versus just labeling them as racist. I think we throw out racist so much. And to, like, to just about anything that you don't even know these people. Like, you don't know these people. You don't know their day-to-day lives. They might have did something to offend maybe a person of color or somebody outside their race, but that don't necessarily mean they're racist. It could mean that they just a trash-ass person. <laughs> and they suck to everybody. They could suck to their own race, too. But sometimes, like, we be so quick to throw out labels on people. Be so quick to define people as if y'all really know these people. Y'all so quick to call people hoes. Y'all so quick to call people fuckboys. Y'all so quick to label people as if y'all know these people. Figure out why they doing this stuff. Go deeper. 
And if you don't care to figure out why they have the thought process they are, that still does not give you the right to label anybody what you want to label them. Like, don't do that. It's either you try to figure out where it comes from, like what what is rooted in, or like don't label them. But when people call people hoes, you don't know them. You don't know their life. And it's funny because people be judging. You don't even... That girl probably ain't even slept with more than 10 people and you talk about she a hoe. Like, come on now. You doing too much. Like, or like, fuck boys. Like, that man probably don't even sleep with none of the girls he be flirting with and getting their numbers and all this other stuff. Like, there's been times where I've given out my number and people don't even use it. Like, a lot of dudes, I think they do this shit for fun. Like, they literally be talking to girls just for fun. And, like, they don't even be smashing. But you would be like, they a fuck boy because they don't reach back out and all this other stuff. Like, stop labeling people but like that negative self-talk like don't agree with nobody that give you a label period like can't nobody tell you who you are the only reason why that negative self-talk is even a thing is because you believe what they're saying that's why you take it personal it's because you believe whatever they said and that's that's something that you have to shift and change and start you know that gratitude journal thing that we talked about last week or, you know, maybe start writing down things that, um, good things about yourself that you notice, like compliments, complimenting not only your physical, but your mental, you know, things like that. Writing down your accomplishments or figuring out like a list of accomplishments, even outside of those big known accomplishments, force yourself to write down accomplishments. Like negative self-talk should not be a thing. Are you going to have your days where you may say some stuff? Yeah, because we're not going to ever be 100% all the time, but you have to be cognizant enough to not negative self-talk more than you positive self-talk. So if you're taking things personally that somebody said about you, it's because you believe it. So that's that negative self-talk thing. So the next one, number two, is childhood traumas. And it says lack of emotional support in childhood and being blamed as a child by parents can contribute to our feelings that we deserve to be mocked or humiliated. So again, if something on the outside has in what is the word? In I want to say encourage, but I don't know if that's the word, but encourage your behavior to now take things personally or think that you deserve this stuff, or whatever the case may be, like, that's healing that needs to be done. Maybe going to that person in, from the childhood, like, especially if it's family members, going to that person, have a conversation, you know what? And, you know, sometimes people are childish, and they don't want to have those conversations, because they're like, dang, you really remember stuff from when you were five or six, or, yep, I do. Because you hurt my feelings. Let's talk about it. <laughs> but if you can have a conversation with those people, be like, hey, you know, when we did this, you made fun of me for it. Like, and I noticed that I still have a, a problem with, you know, agreeing with people when they picking on me type of thing. Like, did you mean to do that? Or what was going on there? If they remember, you can have a real conversation. If they don't, then, of course, you just got to be able to get those feelings out heal and kind of make new 
progressions moving forward so that you are not allowing people to mock you or humiliate you or things of that nature. But sometimes people go through so much stuff that they start to believe the the shit that people are saying or laughing at. Like, just because you went through something don't define you. Like, your what I said last week, your traumas, your L's, they do not define you. It's getting over all that stuff that defines you. Not going through that stuff. That stuff does not define you. It's the resilience that defines you. It's the the growth that defines you. It's the overcoming that defines you. It's all of those words, but it's not going through the shit that defines you. So don't let, you know, those childhood traumas allow you to be in a space where you're taking things personally because now that's going to impact how you react with everybody else. So if you notice that that's some of the reason why you take things personally, go back and heal. You know, be be able to go through those thoughts that maybe you're holding on to that's impacting why you let people talk shit about you and you're okay with it. Or you agree with them or whatever the case may be because that's not okay. Then the next is poor self-esteem. And it says people with low self-esteem sometimes worry too much about what others think. They may very well take things too personally. Of course, if you're low, if you have low self-esteem, you're gonna believe what people are saying. Like, that's just that on that. If you don't have high self-esteem, anybody can come in and tell you what they want to tell you about yourself, and you're gonna be like, dang. Dang, they really talking about me. Like, dang, that's really me. But again, all this stuff kind of comes back to inside. None of this stuff means anything if you don't believe it. None of this stuff means anything if you don't believe it. So if you believe whatever the outside world is saying, that's why you take it personally. And if if that's not who you want to be or that's not who you are, healing, therapy, journaling, getting out those feelings in a way, having peer supports around you, those five to 10 people, where you're having those conversations, going through those thoughts and everything, getting that stuff out. Because you can't take nothing personally if you didn't believe it. So number four is anxiety disorders. It says those who have social anxiety, which is um, uh, irrational fear of being watched, judged, or of embarrassing or hum- humiliating themselves um, will most likely take things personally. And then it says the anxiety and discomfort become so extreme that it interferes with daily functioning. Loki, I used to think that I had social anxiety until I just read that. <laughs> like two seconds ago, I didn't think that the most. But (laughs) I used to think I had that because I had a fear. Well, not a fear. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me. I had a fear of, like, starting those, initiating those conversations more so because I was worried about the rejection and all this other stuff. And so I don't start conversations, but I don't, I definitely don't push away conversations either. You know, if somebody tries to have a conversation with me, I'll definitely engage and try to keep it going if that's what they want to do but as far as me starting it I have a hard time starting it because of the fear of rejection and 
you know, I've always had a fear of like, okay, if I say this, is that the right thing? Like, is that the right thing to say right now? But sometimes you really just got to go for it. The more I, because I do Uber, like, on the side or whatever, the more I do Uber, I realize people will just randomly ask you anything whenever they want to. Or even I stay, like, with college kids. Uh, so it's just, like, they'll randomly ask you shit. Like, I was walking down the stairs on the way to the car, and this dude had seen my tattoo, and he was like, Oh, that you have an unk on your back? Like, wh- when? Like, when did you get that? Or what does the uh quote say? Say down my spine because it's on my spine. And I was, I told him what it said, and I was just like, that was so random. But you know, sometimes you really just gotta jump out that window and go for it. Like, people literally be asking random shit, and they don't give a damn. So it, I saw like I used to think I had something because I'm like in my mind about asking those questions, like. And I'm just like, just go for it. Like, if you want to ask a question or start a conversation, go for it. It's nothing to, to, to go for it. So it's like, I can understand how social anxiety can cause you to take things personally because you have a fear that everybody's looking at you or they're worried about you, that they're constantly fixated on you. So any little thing that you do, you're you're thinking that, you know, it has something to do with you. So maybe... When you go to, uh, say you go to the store and somebody doesn't hold the door for door for you, now you're taking that person like, oh my god, what did I do? Did I not, did I not smile at this person? Like, why didn't they hold the door for me? So you start thinking all these things. So I can understand how you, like somebody with social anxiety, or probably anxiety in general, but definitely somebody with social anxiety could definitely take things personally because you start to think that it's you, the reason why everybody's doing what they're doing, and it's really like. Low key people ain't thinking about you, and not to say that in a rude way at all, but people really don't be thinking about you. Like, some people are gonna hold the door, some people are not. I think when you start to understand that people are people, so some people are nice and some people suck, <laughs> you're gonna be like, So it's like, I know that with that thought process, I have to put myself out there and be like, try to have a conversation with people. Because I know there's going to be some people that's going to engage in a conversation. And then there's going to be some people that don't. I think it sucks when you run into the people that don't want to have a conversation all the fucking time. But, you know, you'll run into those people that do. And then you start to be okay with doing it more. And you become comfortable with putting yourself out there because they want to have the conversation. Or they want to engage with you and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I can I can see that one. And then number five is a perfectionism. And it says a perfectionist has a hard time when others talk about their flaws as they have unrealistic standards about what they should be, which makes sense again. If you think every little thing should is literally like you're doing it on the market, everything like that, if somebody says, oh, well, that that's turned the wrong way or something, you're probably going to be like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I know that's not the wrong way. I know that that's not the wrong way. And I don't know too many perfectionists. And I'm glad I don't. Because I feel like that would be, that'd be a lot. Like, I like that people are okay, are okay not being perfect. Because what is perfect? Like, what it what really is perfect? Like, what is the scale of perfection? So to to be around somebody that's a perfectionist, 
I can only imagine if you tell them any little thing about themselves is off what it does inside their brain, but that can play into you taking things personally. And then it says, um, stress or fatigue, which is uh, number six, and it's the best mood. You may be more prone to misinterpreting someone's comments. So again, just one of them days that a girl goes through when I'm angry inside, don't want to take it out on you. I'm telling y'all, Monica, she knows something, but she, she was on the website. No, I'm just kidding. I don't even think, I didn't even think internet was, was back then. Damn sure probably not this website. But she was onto something. She said, when I'm angry inside, don't want to take it out on you. I just want to be all alone. That's it. So, you know, when people are going through stuff, I feel like their their tempers, they flare. And it really could have nothing to do with you. You could tap them and they'll probably push your ass across the room. Like literally me. Okay, y'all. So, <laughs> story time. <laughs> so, I'm not a fighter, right? Not to say I can't, so don't don't try me. I don't fight. Don't mean I can't fight. But when we were in high school, I was having one of them days when I'm I wasn't angry. I was just like in a mood. I was just like to myself because I'm an introvert. I get in those in my own space kind of moods where I had my headphones in. I had went to class. Our teacher had gave us a a paper to go through the book uh, and get the answers and stuff like that. So I'm just going through the book. So I'm at a table and the front of the classroom is like to the side of me. And so I'm like close to the front of the classroom. So I'm just doing my work, got my headphones in. I'm probably looking at something on Netflix or listening to music. I don't remember. But I had on flip-flops, y'all. My toes are like this little. Like, Everybody say I have like little itty bitty toes. My toes are so little that I had on sandals or flip flops or something. When I tell y'all this girl, normally I wouldn't react this way. But like I said, I was to myself. I was in a alone mood. I don't even know how to explain the mood, but I was in I was in a mood. And she had on boots, like combat boots. Y'all like them combat boots that everybody was wearing at a certain point. Baby girl is playing in the front of the classroom. First of all, y'all supposed to be doing y'all classwork. Don't know what you're doing. But her and this guy, they were playing in the front of the classroom. She steps back onto my toe, y'all. Baby girl didn't, didn't move as soon as she felt that she was on my fucking toe. Baby girl sat there a good maybe two, three seconds. And in my mind... I was like, after second point five, you should have got off my toe. It said, excuse me, sorry, or whatever. But because it was one of them days, when I got to second number three, I, <laughs> I bent my arm back and I pushed her ass so hard off of my foot. And then she lunged at me and we got into a fight. <laughs> like, and that was, okay, genuinely, she probably didn't try to step on my foot. Genuinely, she might have not even felt that she was on my foot. So that definitely was me taking it personally. 
But it's just like, I was to myself, I'm doing my schoolwork. I'm watching something. I'm chilling. And I'll be damned if because you playing in the front of the classroom, your big ass does step back on my foot. And now my foot is in pain. So I had to push your ass on my foot. And you and she turned around and lunged at me. And we started fighting. But I don't regret it. And I'll do it again. You step on these toes. If I'm in a certain kind of move, I'm pushing your ass off these toes. These toes are little. And you putting your big ass weight on my toe is not okay. But yeah, I can understand why I say if people are in a mood or they're fatigued or something, like it definitely can cause friction. So it's more so because the inside of them is not the best. You don't want to really push their buttons because they're probably going to react in not the best way. Not anything on you. And it was nothing against her. It was just, I was in my own mood. I didn't handle it in the best way. I was also, what was that, junior year? So maybe 17, 16. So I'm not really in the mindset of communication and talking and being grown and evolved. I was a 17-year-old girl. Get the fuck off my foot. And the best way that I could have did it was pushing her ass off my foot because you shouldn't have been in front of class playing. Go sit the fuck down somewhere. But then, yeah, then I was suspended. That was my first ever suspension, y'all. Like, out of school suspensions. That was crazy. But I don't even fight, so I never did anything like that ever again. But, yes, that mood thing is real. You definitely can take shit personally when you're not in the mood. Because <laughs> I'm big ass step back on my toe. I'm still heated by this shit. I'll push her ass again. Like, <laughs> But, but Yeah. Um, so be careful with stressed or fatigued people because they will take it personally. And, um, or, you know, depending on what they're going through, they can say something and you could take it personally. So ah. <laughs> it's a little touching up, <laughs> but yeah, be careful with them people. You might step on their toe and they go push your ass away. <laughs> um, but yes. And then number seven, lastly is emotional sensitivity. If you're a highly sensitive person, you may take things more personally. Um, I would think that that probably has something to do with how you dealt with stuff in your childhood. If you weren't able to handle things as a child, when you get older, you're not going to be able to handle things when you get older. So you're going to take everything personally because you're really sensitive to people saying stuff about you because you were sensitive when people said something about you when you're younger. Again, that's inner work you have to do therapy, journaling, uh, coping skills, all this good stuff is going to help you with not taking things so personally or not being highly sensitive. And then it says signs you may take things too personally. So before was what can cause you to take things personally. Next is signs that you may be taking things personally. So the first one is you depend on the approval of other people to make you happy. If you don't look outside, then they can't like offend you or anything like that. Look within and then all the outside noise will either be like, yay, thank you for saying that. Or if it don't apply, let it fly. But that was the thing with Kevin Samuels is a lot of people went to that man for approval. Because y'all didn't get that. Maybe y'all didn't get that from y'all dad in the household or from y'all man when y'all was in a relationship. So y'all went to that man for 
for approval and when he didn't agree to the egregious things that y'all would present now you want to insult this man or be rude or disrespectful and all this other stuff well shit if you didn't go to him if you didn't go on his show if you didn't watch his platform if you didn't do all the, if you didn't need him to tell you who the fuck you are you couldn't have been offended period and that's what anybody but kevin samuels is the one i think people gave a lot of gripe like they gave a lot of grief to and that that shit was kind of annoying because it's like all the women that went on there they went for his approval they went for his approval all he did was be himself some shit he knew about himself and they came there to figure out who they are that's a them thing and if they didn't agree with what he said that's a them thing and nobody should be offended for the choices that these grown-ass women made you can't be mad at that man for what what you mad for if you were mad Maybe you need to do some inner reflections because why the fuck you offended for these grown-ass women going to go seek approval from men they don't even know. They don't even know him. They, they didn't know him from a hole in the wall. So if you didn't trust his judgment or if you didn't agree with what, like, why you went to him? Why you watched him? Why you even know his name if you just go down talk everything that he presented? Like, shit was, it lost me every time. But um, so, so number two is you apologize, uh, you apologize needlessly and are a people pleaser. I, I'm low-key a people pleaser, but I don't apologize. What am I saying sorry for? Now, if I bump you or something, I'll say, oh, my bad, or excuse me, or something like that. I don't just apologize. People that just apologize, they do kind of make me question mark. Like, is there something really that you need to be sorry for? Like. Or, like, what happened previously where you feel like you have to apologize for everything, you know? Because that shouldn't be a thing, especially if nobody communicated to you that you offended them. Why are you apologizing? For what? That's an internal thing that you have to figure out why you say sorry to everything. Like, I wonder, like, what's the sorries for? Sometimes I, I, one day I'm going to ask somebody, like, why do you apologize a lot? So I can figure it out, you know, because you got to ask those whys if you really want to know. Um, And then next is you don't set or maintain boundaries as a rule. Y'all know we don't talk about, bro. When I say it, at this point, it's five episodes that we'll be talking about boundaries. <coughs> Excuse me. We ain't going to talk about boundaries, but that's that's real. You're going to take things personally if you don't know how to uphold boundaries. If you told somebody not to talk to you this type of way and they still crossed the line or whatever because you allowed them, maybe you didn't hold them accountable the first time they crossed your boundaries. And now you're taking it personally or whatever the case may be. That's on you. If somebody crosses your boundaries, if they're not working to change that and you stay in that situation, that's a you thing. You can't start to take things personally that, oh, this person just doesn't care about me and all this other stuff. No, that could just be who they are. Maybe they're so rooted in who they are that they have a hard time shifting to become who you need them to be or whatever the case may be. But ultimately, it's your decision to decide to stay in the situation with them. 
if you have boundaries that people are crossing, but you're not upholding them or you don't discipline or remove yourself from the equation, that's on you. Fix it. But if you want to know about those boundaries, it's like four, four of the episodes that talk about it. Go check them out. Y'all know I don't know which ones. So start from the beginning. <laughs> so next is um, you're afraid to say no to requests. We done talked about that so many times too. Like no is God's gift to man. <laughs> like honestly, when you don't spread yourself so thin, you can't take stuff personally. Like for me, I always, like I said yes to situations I shouldn't have said yes to. So then when people stop texting or start stop calling or whatever the case may be, I'm just like, dang, what happened? Like, is it me? No, it ain't got shit to do with me. I shouldn't have never put myself in this situation in the first place, but it ain't got shit to do with me. I can't take it personally that, you know, you kind of, I guess for women, you kind of give your body away. And then when people don't text you no more, you're like, dang, is it me? Did I do something wrong? Like, no, you didn't want to do that shit in the first place. And you should have stood on that. And, and you wouldn't have to think about all these things that really don't apply. So it's like, and that's just one example is the sex thing. And that's only because, you know, it kind of applied to me, which I don't take things too personally on that end. Sometimes I am just like, dang, what happened? But then I also realized these people didn't say they was giving me a relationship. They didn't, they weren't obligated to stay. So, so you can't take personally. They, they didn't give you a commitment or anything like that. So it's like, it is what it is, big dog. So it's just like, if you start learning to say no, you wouldn't even have to question if people are offending you. Like, say no. Say no. Don't even put yourself in a situation to where you would have to worry about people offending you or you having to take something personally because you said yes to something that you were never comfortable with in the first place. So now they're offending you and you don't even know why. But it's because you should have said no. Then you wouldn't have been there. So, yeah, just say no. Say no. <laughs> so yes. So the next one is you believe all harsh comments about yourself and take them to heart. What I just told y'all, you don't believe shit. You defend you defend yourself to the ends of the earth. Even if you wrong, you can always come back and be like, you know what, my mistake. I was wrong. <laughs> you know, I am, I do cut people off a lot. Like you know, you could come back and concede, but while you in that thing, baby, you stand 10 toes. But then, you know, when you actually think about it, you come back. But it's just like, don't believe nothing people saying about you. You ugly, you, you, uh, you not smart, you dirty, you stank. Unless you, okay, unless you hear it a lot. Now, if you hear it a lot, somebody not lying. So, so. You might want to take that into consideration, but some people are just asswipes and they just suck. So again, if you don't believe that, or if you are not that, or if everybody else around you confirm that you're not that, but that one person says otherwise, fuck them. Period. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one is you view a mistake in behavior as your own character flaw. Ooh, y'all, that used to be me. 
Well, okay, I didn't believe it was a character flaw. It's just people call me. Well, okay, never mind. It might have been a character flaw. Like what? Like I explained with the the raising my tone thing. Like my tone is very, and it I can go from being assertive to aggressive to loud and all this other stuff. It just depends. So my tone of voice, that probably was a character flaw. I am working on it because I gotten it, I've gotten the complaint for so many people that I'm just like, okay, it's gotta be me at this point. Everybody can't not like it and I think that it's them, not me. So I'm working on it. Um, but there may be some things that you genuinely don't do with everybody, but maybe that one person just got you to that place where you're that person, like a character flaw. Let's say not a character flaw, but say, let's say a, a bad behavior that I had in the past, which y'all don't come from my throat. I was childish, but with my ex, I would say really mean and hurtful things to him when we were in conflict, because I don't, like I said, I don't fight. But I use this. I use my mouth as a weapon. So I used to be like, oh, I hope you die and all this other stuff, which that is not okay. And I'm not telling nobody that it's okay. Don't tell nobody. Like, the tongue is really powerful. I definitely, like, apologize and repented and all that good stuff. Like, I really was on some, God, that's not what I was trying to do. Like, please don't kill that man. Like, don't do that. I would feel terrible. But that was... A bad, a bad behavior, and had he come back and tried to tell me that that was a character flaw, it would have been a problem. Or, well, no, I wouldn't have believed it, but yeah, it would have been a problem because I know that that's not who I am. I've never told nobody else no shit like that. But, you know, the closer people get into your heart, the more you want to hurt them when they hurt you. So, you know, that was the way in which I went about it. Was it the right way? No, that's why it was a bad behavior, but it's not a character flaw because that's not something I do with everybody. I've never said no mean shit like that to nobody. And it really sucked that I told him that, but I've apologized and all that good stuff to him and to God, because like I said, the tongue is powerful. I don't want to put that into the earth over nobody not even my worst enemy. Now, sometimes I throw it out there about my dad, but I don't say I hope he died, but I'm just like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cry or come to the funeral if he did. But I don't, I don't say that I want him to die. Maybe when I was younger, maybe it could have been a possibility, but that actually is a little bit deeper as to why that would have happened. But nowadays I don't use my tongue in that way, like to ever bring harm to anybody or wish harm to anybody but that was definitely a bad behavior trait that I had that you know could have been seen as a character flaw luckily I never thought it was a character flaw because I knew that I didn't do that with everybody but it definitely could have been seen as a character flaw to to my ex and I'm glad he never was just like damn you really a a hateful bitch or something like that because I've said those things to him so it's just like yeah, that that could be, yeah, I can understand how that is a thing. Um, you get defensive or angry easily. Um, not anymore. I maybe used to get defensive. My ex always said I came to the table with a spear in my hand and he wasn't trying to fight. But funny enough, we were never just talking about us. We was always talking about everything else because I'm big on YouTube. So watching like the debates and stuff, of course, 
with him. I, I, I like I love talking with men. Like being able to talk with men to see what their perspectives is is funny. Like it's fun and it's funny. So like me and him didn't agree with a lot of things, and but we did agree with some things. But the stuff we didn't agree with, like I say, I stand ten zones down on my argument. So I'm going back and forth. I'm getting. So it's like he was more so combating the point and not me. And I think for me, I felt like he was combating me and not my point. And so it always got to somewhere it didn't need to go because I felt like he was attacking me, but he was attacking my point. So I definitely can understand that when you can get offended easily. I mean, yeah, when you have to defend yourself easily, like when you have to get defensive or angry. That was my brother. There's my brother. Uh, two weeks, two weekends ago, there's my brother. He got very angry easily, and I don't know if he was offended or defensive. I don't know what the fuck he was, but he definitely was that. And he was taking stuff personally, and I don't even know why. Like, you got to work on that, big bro. Can't be taking stuff personally. Definitely wasn't targeted at you. Until you start targeting stuff at me, then I definitely was being personal because you don't come for me. I won't come for you, but I love you. <laughs> but yes, um, yes, people that get defensive or angry easily, they definitely taste stuff personally. You trigger them too fast, but that's internal work. What is it inside that you have to heal, work through, or figure out how to express your emotions in a better way that does not come out as angry? Get it together. Um, and then lastly is you obsess over recent conversations to the point where it interferes with daily activities. Um, I accept, I obsess over conversations, but only like a couple minutes after they happen. Like I still be sitting thinking about what somebody done told me with the argument we just had. But as far as like interfering with daily activities, nah, I be able to handle my daily activities, but I still be thinking about how you really said some fucked up shit to me. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that. But I am in a space where now I'm like, if I think about it a lot, oh, I'm I'm gonna send a text message and let you know, like, yo, that was not okay what you said. I'm not okay with that. Like, this this you made me feel some type of way. I'm not okay with that. Period. Like I I feel some type of way because of your words. I ain't okay with that. That's what I'm on nowadays. I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm not pushing it to the side. Like, if I'm ruminating on it, oh, I'm going to address the problem because you touch something that shouldn't have been touched. And it's not okay to, to go low blows or go toe for toe. Like, nah, we address it so that we can stay on good grinding because I like smiling, not frowning. So, <laughs> uh-uh. Fix it. And then it says, by taking things personally, family and friends or those in meaningful relationships with us are cued into what hurts us. When equipped with the knowledge, they may modify their behavior so that they don't offend you. So that's a benefit to taking things personally is that some of those things, if you notice that it really do make you feel some type of way, you can go to these people now and have real conversations. And then they can let you in like, okay, yeah, you do this and everything like that. And then you could be like, oh, okay. 
well, you know, is there a way that we can work on this so that this doesn't move, like, continue to persist or something like that? You can make a game plan. But, you know, if you never address the problem, you won't be able to fix the problem. Then you're going to be just taking things personally by damn self. And then, like, you're just going through everything by yourself when they might not even be trying to offend you. They might just be talking or just running their mouth while you over here taking an offense, like taking it personally by yourself. You could let them know, like, hey, when you're talking about that, that really do make me feel some type of way. Like, low key, I feel like you're trying to talk about me, but not really talking about me. Like, what's going on? And they could be like, nah, that's not even about you. Like, that was about somebody else that I came across. And then they'd be like, oh, okay. Well, then, da, 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 and you have a real conversation. But some people don't even like to be vulnerable like that, so they won't have those real conversations. And it's like, either you have a real conversation or you deal with shit by yourself. But either way, they're not stressed and you are. Figure it out. Like, don't take it personally and just sit in that shit by yourself. Like, if you have people around you where you can actually address them and be like, hey, when you was talking about this, was you, was you talking about me? Like, or who was you talking about? Like, what was, like... What was that pertaining to? And then you can kind of know where people said it. You have to trust that they're going to tell you the right things. I mean, tell you the truth. But you that's on you to, like, again, if you know you, who cares how the outside perceives you? I mean, unless it's pushing everybody away from you, then it's obviously you. But if it's not pushing everybody else away from you and only one person tend to think like this, then they're not onto something and you're good, but, you know, be able to have those real conversations and be like, dang, like, was you talking about me? Like, don't be scared to ask those questions. And then it says how to, well, lastly, it says how to stop taking things personally. And then it says, after someone offends you, here are a few techniques you might use so you don't go home feeling upset. Number one is practice emotional resilience, meaning Fight, fight, F I G H T, <laughs> fight, fight. <laughs> but yeah, and I think with emotional resilience, it's those coping skills. It's, you know, uh, actually being able to talk through stuff or, you know, being able to manage how you react to things and things of that nature. But probably more so coping skills because you learn how to get through those situations to where you're not just reacting or holding it in, or not dealing with the issue, you're actually getting through it, because resilience is the bouncing back after something comes to your, to your doorstep, so being able to go through those thoughts and everything, and bouncing back from it, so um, number two is give people the benefit of the doubt, because it's possible that you misunderstood what they were saying, period, if you don't understand, ask a question, don't ever assume when you assume you make an ass out of just you. I ain't even going to say you make an ass out of me and you. You just make an ass out of you. Because it ain't got shit to do with me. If you assume you made an ass out of you, only you, I don't want that responsibility. Because I didn't tell you to take what I said and run with it. That's on you. If you didn't understand what I said or it made you feel some type of way or raise an eyebrow. I don't even know how to raise an eyebrow, y'all, but... Raise an eyebrow, baby. You better ask me a question. Clarify, and you will get the answers. But the moment you assume and you don't clarify and you 
misunderstood and run with it and now you want to be passive aggressive or aggressive or all this other stuff that's on you it only make ass out of you baby only you um and then next is well number three is ask the person to clarify what they've said like i just said <laughs> don't assume ask for clarification number four is stop worrying about what others think about you period the only reason why you should worry about what others think about you is if you notice that you continuously pushing people away. Then you got to ask for constructive criticism. I think some people don't know what constructive criticism is. A lot of people just criticize and they don't give constructive criticism. Constructive meaning construction or from like in the word construction, which means you're helping to build. Criticism is, yeah, you may criticize, but now you give them ways in which that they can be better. A lot of motherfuckers don't do that. They just criticize. Give constructive criticism, which means you want to help them to get better. Do that instead of just criticizing. Like, that's not okay. Like, yeah. Also, if you are somebody who worries about what other people think about you because you keep pushing people away only listen to the people that give constructive criticism only only somebody who wants to help you to become a better person who can give you a game plan not just tell you your attitude stink well bitch my attitude stink how am i gonna work on it just me knowing my attitude stink and go change my attitude help me you know maybe if you don't say bitch all the time <laughs> Maybe if you don't say bitch all the time, maybe you can work on your attitude. Constructive criticism. But don't just tell me the problem if you're not going to give me those construction constructive points to help me to better the problem. Other than that, all that shit should be for you to validate yourself, you to provide affirmations for yourself. Don't go outside looking for affirmations from anybody else. You have to believe it first and everybody else just come around to confirm you. Period. That's just it. That's all. You just, again, if you notice you're pushing people away, then you take that constructive criticism. But if you're not pushing nobody away and maybe a person here or there may get offended, fuck them. They're just not your people. And that's the thing in this world is everybody's not your people. Eight billion people, they all can't be your people. So find your people. If you only pushing away certain type of people, well, continue to push their ass away and go find your people. But don't care about what others think. If you have a group of people that love and care for you, but the other ones you push away, push their ass away. Deuces. <laughs> Next is um, number five is give yourself credit for your strengths. So like I said earlier, write down a list of your accomplishments, your strengths, those positive things which you're grateful for, the things you have in your life, all these other stuff. If you can remind yourself that you're on a right track or you're a good person or whatever the case may be, can't nobody come in here and tell you nothing different. Like, yeah, it does help. Like I said, you have to know that you're a good person internally. You got to know your intentions are pure and everything like that. Everybody else is more so around for you to maybe critique or do a little, not critique, but what is it, edit or, you know, to 
zhuzh up your personality or whatever the case may be. Because maybe your intentions are to love and care for people, but maybe the way in which you do it comes off as a way that push people away. So maybe you got to work on that. Because you want, if your goal is to help people, you got to be able to draw them in and not push them away. And some people don't really think about that, that you can't just be the same with everybody. Yeah, your intentions are to help, but if nobody is receiving you, who are you helping? So, you know, you got to be able to zhuzh up your personality, though you may have the best intentions. So, but again, give yourself credit for the strengths. Be happy, like be grateful or be appreciative or thank yourself for even wanting to help people. Some people don't give a damn about other people. So if you're somebody that want to help people, just be thankful or grateful that you are a helper and not a hinderer, that you want to help. But like I said, sometimes that help may not be reaching everybody. And if you want to reach more people, you have to get those constructive criticisms and work on that so that you can draw in more people and not push them away. And then um, try mindfulness so that you can stay in the present and relieve stress. Be mindful. Stay in the present. I don't know what else to say. It seemed pretty self-explanatory for that. Like, don't, don't try to get ahead of yourself and don't try to pull yourself back to where you were. Be in the present. Be grateful for now. Be mindful of what's going on now. Don't think about what's going to happen in the future. Don't worry about what's happened in the past. Be present. And then journal your thoughts. Y'all know I said journal. Um, Yeah. Keep track of what's going on here. Because you'll start to notice if you believe what people are saying. If you journal your thoughts down, when you notice that you're taking certain things personally, you can go back to your journal and be like, dang, you know, March the the 4th, I was thinking the same thing that I said. That's probably why I take took it personally, because I have some thoughts like that for myself. Where are those rooted at? You know, maybe figuring out how to get through those thoughts, maybe combating those thoughts with positive thoughts, things like that. But if you have a journal, you can actually see where those thoughts are ruminating or, or coming from so that you're not taking other people so personally because it's something internal, you know? And then repeat positive affirmations to yourself, baby, love on yourself, self-positive self-talk, all that good stuff. You are only believing other people because you believe that in your, inside. You believe them. So that's why you take it, like, take it so personally. But if you don't believe that, it ain't going to be personal. So you got to give yourself those positive affirmations. If you notice that you have that negative self-talk, positive self-talk to yourself. That's those affirmations. You know, wake up. You're beautiful. You're you're improving. You're growing. You're becoming healthier. Or you are getting healthier. You know, things like that versus you're lazy. You don't do nothing. You know, that those, those negative shits don't... Eh. Get them out your vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, it's positive self-talk. Those affirmations are beautiful. Um, and then lastly, is seek mental health treatment with a licensed therapist. So therapy, therapy, therapy. I'll always advocate for it, especially because now with social media and everything else in the world that we can see 
Everybody need a little therapy. Everybody need a little, little somebody that can help them through this life, through this thing called life. Go get a little therapy. And even if you don't get a therapist, get somebody you really can talk to that's going to provide you with wisdom or wise thoughts and things of that nature. Because you need somebody that's going to help you guide, to like, help to guide you through this thing called life. Um, and then lastly, completely lastly, the last uh, thing from the website is it's normal to think, take things personally every now and then. However, if you find that you're regularly feeling upset or offended by other people's comments, it'll begin to impact your own mental health. So it's important to learn how to recognize when your reaction is out of proportion to a comment or perceived slight. Discernment. When you are good in here. You can discern if you're doing the most or if it's if it's worth it. Like, if, if snapping on that person, like, discernment in hindsight, me pushing that girl off my toes was doing the most. It was very much so doing the most. I could definitely could have been like, dang, excuse you or something. Now, could she still have wanted to fight me if I would have said, dang, excuse you? I don't know. But at least it wouldn't have been me putting my hands on her, you know? Granted, I was defending my toes, so it was self-defense because the bitch stepped back on my toes, but <laughs> discernment has allowed me to realize I could have handled that better. So, you know, once you're good on the inside, you could determine, okay, if I react this way, would that be reasonable or will it be out of control, you know? So be able to know if it's caused or if it's necessary or if it's not necessary. And honestly, if it causes you to leave out of character, it's not necessary to even stay in that person's life. When you have to leave out of character, get out of people's lives. Like, don't let people, because once they start pulling you out of character, you're going to become that person that they're pulling you out to be. And if that's not where you want to go, don't allow a person to pull you out of character more than maybe three times. What they say, three strikes, you're out. And you can only pull me out of character three times before I'm just going to go ahead and go about my business. And that's how, like, y'all should be moving. Don't let people continuously pull you out of character because you're going to get stuck in that new character. And if that's not where you, like I said, if it's constantly declining, get away from them people. And that's work, family, friends, mates all that get away from them people but yeah y'all so that's gonna be it for don't take it part don't take it personal yeah yeah so that's it for don't take it personally so y'all in the next weeks to come we gonna get deep i want to go deep because why not and I'm going through a little something, so I kind of want to go through the process with y'all and kind of go through the thoughts and see what I come up with and how I go through these thoughts and everything of that nature. But for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about abandonment because I feel like a lot of people go through abandonment and we don't talk about it enough. And who America. Not even just America. I'm sure there's other countries out here that go through abandonment and things of that nature. So I want to go through abandonment. And I found two different websites that speak on it. One is 
more so for abandonment as an overall. The other one is specifically for how it pertains to relationships. So it's probably going to be a two-parter. Um, so for one week, it's just going to be abandonment overall. Then the second week is going to be abandonment within relationships. And then after that, I'm going to be going into healing child, healing my inner child, which means that I'm going to have pictures. I'm actually going to go to my mom's, go get little baby pictures or pictures from each school year and things of that nature and try to remember what I was going through in those times and really just have conversations with myself and go through that. And maybe that encourage y'all to do that with yourself and see if it helps because you can't get to a better place if you don't heal what was broken inside of you years ago. And so I want to go through each grade if I can remember, because that's a lot of things, too. I don't remember some things, but if I can remember certain things, I want to be able to tell myself, thank you, or dang, you shouldn't have had to go through that by yourself, or whatever. I want to be able to talk to myself and give myself that reassurance, those affirmations, that positive self-talk, because maybe I didn't do that then because I was a child and didn't know that I needed to be my own best friend. But I want to do that for myself now. So we're going to talk about abandonment first. And then we're going to be healing inner child wounds and all this good stuff. So it's going to be it's going to be for the next maybe five weeks. It's going to be deep or maybe even more than five, because I don't know how the healing inner child is going to go because I'm 25. I don't know how it's going to go. It might be a little longer than three weeks, but I know abandonment is going to be two. Healing inner child is going to be, I don't know, but we finna have some fun. I mean, I'm probably going to cry, but it's okay. Y'all already seen me cry, so y'all know I'm a bucket full of tears. Get ready. I'm ready. Let's heal together. And we may laugh and have fun and all that good jazz, but yes, I'm going to do it with y'all because we got to have real moments, you know? Got to. Got to talk my shit so I can get y'all to talk yours. <laughs> but yes, so that's it for this week, week 23. Um, And I will tune in with y'all next Wednesday to get heavy and talk about abandonment. But yes, um, so like, comment, subscribe, and then check me out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And then you can follow me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and I will see y'all and tune in with y'all next Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Tune in, baby. This is Talk Your Shit with Deja, where we dropped out because not only can I talk my shit, but I want you to talk your shit too. Bye. <laughs>